Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. It's alright. Already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the 2021 The Players Championship down in Florida. Some of the best in the on tour will be here this week. Loaded field. Some say it's the fifth major. John Deere might disagree, but it, it's pretty close to that. Uh, you can check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I'm on Twitter at BD Intric, and uh, you can check out my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Guys. Jesse, what's up, man? Doing well. How are you doing? Not too shabby, not too shabby. And once again, I'm just going to start calling him a co-host. If uh, this keeps happening, you can find him on Twitter at Kevin's Delight. Kevin, how are we doing, man? Doing great, thanks. Weather's good. It's time for some golf. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, you're, we were talking beforehand, and you're getting going. Jesse played golf this weekend. I played golf. Things are, things are looking up for everybody, it looks like. This is good. Yeah, absolutely. Good times. For sure. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of the weekend besides checking scores on my phone and seeing a lot of bogeys and everything along the way and then seeing on the Slack chat – uh, Kevin talking about how the weather is going to be nasty and whatnot. So the scores kind of played out as we would we would we would think. But I did see uh, D.D. Chambeau, his drives on six. Those are amazing. Uh, Jesse, any thoughts on the Arnold Palmer Invitational? Uh, you know, the only thing I can think is, I guess, you know, if, if we got a long course with high rough, play Bryson. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say about it. It was it's pretty tough on uh, on the weekend again. Um, but, you know, the score was scores were much better than last year for the most part. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a Bryson weekend. I typically don't have a very good one, so I'm ready to move on. What about you, Kevin? Any thoughts on API? Yeah, I think we're spoiled again by another uh, another great event. And I think the scoring average on Sunday was 75.5, so very U.S. Open-esque. Um, it was a good time. It, it was fun to watch despite my uh, my high exposure to Rory and the, uh, the great start he had and, and kind of listening to his um, – Interview yesterday doesn't seem like his head's in the right spot. It'd be very interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks with uh, with Roy's game. Yeah, it was a weird one watching. Um, you know, course history kind of went out the window this week. It was like half and half worked out. Like I had I had a lot of Molly that obviously didn't work out too well. Um, but then there were some guys that just kept doing their thing. So it was, it was interesting to see the uh, the end result. Like Lee Westwood, I know you talked about him last week, Kevin. That was a a big one. Lee showing up on Saturday with a big round. It was just a, a good golf course, and we're going to get more of that this week uh, at the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. So let's just get at it. It's um, a field of 154, so T65 and ties will make it. So it's, the, it's bigger than the usual fields, usually 144. So it's 154 this week, T65 and ties. I think I saw 55 of the top 60 in the world will be here this week. So it's basically a major. Uh, Jesse, what do you got for some past event history, including Hideki Matsuyama's 63? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's usually the best, the best field in the, of, of the year, but, uh, yeah, last year, Hideki Matsuyama, um, shoots 63 and, uh, wins. Um, I don't know who was second, third, fourth, but obviously it's, it's hard to believe it's been a year since, I mean, really all this shit the started. Shut down. Yeah, yep. man. Uh, but luckily we've all survived. Um, uh, 2019, Rory McIlroy was a champion, 16 under, one shot over Jim Furyk. Uh, 2018 champion was uh, Webb Simpson, 18 under, four shots over Xander, Charles Schwartzel, and Jimmy Walker. 2017 champion was Si Woo Kim, 10 under, three shots over 
Louis Ustazen, uh, who, who withdrew last week, um, right after uh, Locke. So that was great. Uh, That's and, awesome. and, and Ian Poulter. Uh, Jason Day was a 2016 champion, 15, 15 under, four shots over Kevin Chappell. Ricky Fowler won it, uh, as I'm sure everybody has seen on the thousand fucking commercials that uh, that have been played about Ricky Fowler owning the Island Green. Um, 12, 12 under in a playoff over Sergio Kevin Kisner. Uh, Martin Keimer won in 2014. Woods has won this. Uh, Tiger Woods twice. Kucher was 2012 champion. Sergio's won this in the past. Henrik Stenson, Phil Mickelson, Adam Scott. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the cream usually rises to the top here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, does a TPC Sawgrass, like we talked about, Punta Vedra or Vedra, Florida? Um, it's uh, par 72, seven, a little under 7,200 yards, Bermuda Greens, all that kind of good stuff. It's a Pete Dye design, and he designed this course, so it's like never two holes mimic each other back to back. So typical Pete Dye fashion. You got it's a thinking man's golf course, a shot by shot man's golf course. Some dog leg left, some dog leg right. Par fives are very gettable, but there's always a hazard or something in the way, so you can't just bomb it all the time unless you want to really roll the dice. So it kind of takes the bombers out of play. Uh, they can still get there in two, but it kind of brings everybody to the same hole, to the same pack uh, to play together. Par threes aren't super challenging. Uh, the par fours, I think like four, five or six are over 460. There's like three or four that are like under 400. So it's all over the spectrum of types of holes, which makes it really, really cool. 17 water hazards. So you're going to see that a lot when you think your guy's going good and he goes kaplunk and you wonder how he's all of a sudden, you know, three shots uh, switch on you. That's always fun. But uh, anything else you have to add, Kevin, or what your kind of stats you're looking at this week? It's an awesome golf course. It's one of my favorites. I had a chance to play it. Um, you know, like you said, every hole is different. A little bit of everything. Par threes vary in distance. Um, the par fives are all gettable. Um, obviously, the, the famous stretch of 16, 17, 18. But, man, the, the place is just awesome. It's um, it's ball striker's paradise, right? Uh, tee to green is awfully important. Um, par five scoring is going to be very important because you can uh, you can make some birds and eagles out there. Um, so a lot of the same stuff as last week. Um, shot gain approach, uh, shot gain tee to green, a little bit off the tee, but some fo- uh, par five scoring as well. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head there, man. Plenty of course history also to add in there, so I'll take that into consideration quite a bit. Um, and then I'm sure you'll talk about the fan share Stuff here in a second, but Pete Dye Specialist. Yep, Pete Dye Specialist for sure. Um, and Kevin mentioned in the Slack, Kevin and Dye were kind of going back and forth, talking about some good stuff to kind of get pre-gaming for the week uh, with like guys on sh- uh, short strokes gained approach and all kinds of different things. But um, he was just mentioning the different um, iron players and uh, whatnot in that re- regard. So something to keep in mind if you want to join us in the Slack chat. It's free. Check it out. Lots of fun. Um, if you don't like golf, NASCAR is always popping over there. So go check those guys <laughs> out as well. Um, so they got something going on for everybody. But before we get cracking on this, uh, fanshare like Jesse mentioned, promo code always press gets you 20% off the package of your choice. Just a couple things. You can do all kinds of different navigations, especially this, because there's Pete Dye specialists, there's greens, there's lengths of the course, difficult to the field. They keep adding different tweaks to, to kind of, see what you like here, but uh, just in general, I like to just look at current form because that's the other thing Kevin mentioned in the chat I 100% agree with. With as volatile as this field is and considering our course history is going to start from two years ago, not last year, I think current form might be a little more important this week, but we'll talk about that when we get going. So last six events on tour when it comes to DraftKings scoring, 
Cantley, Finau, Hovland, Neiman, Palmer are your top five in this field. It's a loaded field, so you're going to hear a lot of big names, of course. But we, uh, Jesse mentioned the die designs, Pete die designs. Uh, last six Pete die uh, tournaments, Kucher, Answer, John Rom, Cam Davis, and Justin Rose. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to withdraw with the bad backs. Keep that in mind. So if Rosie leaves, McElroy will be your fifth on the board. But two spots below McElroy, Johnny Vegas, Michael Thompson, Andrew Landry. So keep that in mind if you're going fishing. And then uh, last six events on Bermuda Greens, you got Justin Thomas, Xander, Morikawa, DJ Webb. It, that whole list is just the loaded guys. There's really no – Carlos Ortiz is 10th if you want to try to find a – a needle in a haystack on that one. The rest of them, it's all the big boys on their Bermuda greens. With that being said, let's get cracking on this one. Loaded field, loaded, just pricing's awesome. You can play all kinds of different uh, builds in general, but 10K and above, you got DJ at 11-2, Rom 10-9, Rory 10-6, Xander 10-3. Jesse, what do you like in the 10K range? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'll be up here too awful much, but uh... – you know, DJ's got some good course history, 5th, 17th, 12th, 28th in his last four. Um, I mean, it's not great for DJ, but either way, I mean, I, I just wonder how, like, I don't know if he'll get overlooked. I mean, obviously, he's Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world, but will people want to spend up for him after the lackluster showing uh, at the Workday Championship, which was his last time out, and that was a 54th place finish there. Uh, obviously, no cut event. So I, I've got interest in, in DJ there, and then also, too, in John Rahm. Um, right below him, uh, you know, Rom 12th, uh, in 2019, 63rd the year before that miscut. So three appearances, not necessarily great, but playing really good golf. I mean, you know, he's just steady. Um, so if you're, if you're up here, those would be the two that I'm looking at again. I don't think, I, I don't know, besides DJ, I don't know that I really want to play anybody up here. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, it's probably Rom for me if I play anyone up in this area. Um, I think DJ's course history is okay. Um, Par five scoring. I, I I did most of my models in the last um, last twelve rounds, trying really focus on the um, the recent form, and he's ninety second, pretty surprisingly on par five scoring, hundred um, nineteenth on shots gained off the tee. Um, so I, I gravitate more toward Rom if I play many folks in this area at all. Um, maybe some Rory just because he might go overlooked due to his comments, and um, maybe he finds a spark at at the players because it, it's the fifth major. Um, but but really, I'll probably avoid this area as much as possible. Yeah, I'm not going to be up here a lot either. If I go anywhere, it's Rory because I feel like I'm with, with you, uh, Kevin, that I feel like he might come in a little lower owned than usual here. He, he you know, obviously won it last year, missed Cub, but he has a couple other top tens in there. He's not winning right now, but he's still a, basically a top ten machine out there. You want more than that at 10-6, but he's going to keep you in the running unless something really crazy happens. So I, I don't hate Rory. And then there's Xander, who missed the cut last time out, uh, last tournament here, finished second the year before that. He always just doesn't get ownership up here. So I think Xander's a, a really good pivot off of this grouping as well. But I don't foresee myself going in here. And a big reason for that is the 8 and the 9K range. Well, they're all loaded, but the 8 and the 9K range I could live in for the most part. So let's go to that nine K range, hey, guys. Yeah. Before you before you move on, real quick, just one thing about about Rory. Um, I saw a tweet very recently from Justin Ray at Justin yep. Ray Golf. Uh, McElroy is the eleventh in the world ranking. The last time he was out of the top ten, he won the two thousand eighteen API. So Keep there you go. Mind. Yep. It just takes one week for him to fit. Like he's so close right now, and that's why I, we kind of talked about him a lot lately. He's really close to doing it. Well, I mean, he's you know he's still 
I mean, he dude, he was hitting the ball with Bryson last week, and yeah. for whatever reason, and then he, on Sunday, of course, he dunks two in the water, um, so it was tilting. But uh, you know, his his round Sunday wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. but he just kind of fell back a little bit. It says a lot, also, that if he's the eleventh golfer in the world, how loaded golf is right now. Right, <laughs> that says a lot about things. Yeah, golf's uh, in a good spot. Golf's in a great spot. Uh, JT ninety nine, Bryson ninety seven. Web 95, and obviously this pricing came out before the finish of the API because Bryson would probably be a little more expensive. So Web 95, Morikawa 94, Vic 93, Cantley 92, Finau 91, and Patty Reed coming off the big miss cut at 9,000. Kevin, what are you liking in the 9K range? I'm liking Finau. Um, obviously, um, his game's on point. He's uh, number one in my overall model. Last uh, Last 12 rounds played. Um, he kind of fits that mold around Sawgrass where he went miscut 57th, 22nd. So he's starting to learn more about the golf course and knows uh, how to how to play it better. Um, Webb and uh, and JT for sure. Um, actually, I've, I've bet three of those guys so far. Um, and and this, this range is a lot more uh, interesting to me than, than the 10K and above. What about you, Jesse? I know there's a good Justin race set on Justin Thomas too, if you got it. Yeah, did you? I, I was looking the other day, and did you know Justin Thomas has longer odds than Jordan Spieth uh, at Augusta currently? Really? Wow, that's um, intriguing. I mean, it's like you know, it's like fourteen and fifteen. I mean, it's it's really close, but how times have changed, there. right? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I think I think JT's okay. I think you know Bryson. You know, Bryson's man. I I just he's just one of those guys. I I don't know. That I mean, is he going to go back to back? Does he really have to? I mean, I, I would lean that at, at this price, but you know, I don't know that that the rough is going to be up enough for him to get that huge advantage like he had last week. Uh, Webb at ninety five for sure. Um, you know, sixteenth uh, first his last two appearances here come off the sixth place finish. Uh, he's playing really well. Hovland's still playing really well. You know, he had a, a really bad Sunday round. Um, he came back on the backside. I think he shot forty or forty two on the front Sunday. Shot seventy seven the day before. Finished. The, the tournament 77 78 which is not great finished 49th but you know before that second fifth sixth second um the, the guy's playing as good as anybody else can't lay obviously off the layoff like him and then Finau as well yes um i'll be playing tony you know obviously we're not going to get him in i don't think can't lay or tony are going to be sneaky plays by any means this week but i, I don't mind stacking them both and kind of just going with it and seeing what happens yeah, I'm really looking forward to ownership up here because I think Webb, like you guys both hit on, is a phenomenal play up here just because the way the course design is. When you can bring in the the bombers to kind of play Webb's type of game, I think it gets really good. Obviously, like we've heard and, and talked about, he won the year when he just putted out of his mind. But he, the way he's playing golf right now, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's up there as well. So I like Webb quite a bit. Um, Cantley and Fino are both great plays. I'd probably go Fino over Cantley, but both are really, really solid I am getting – I'm gravitating more so, like, if, if you don't want to play the chalk, I think Colin Morikawa is very enticing when it's – you know, he can he can hit it far, but when it becomes more of an iron play game, that fits him supremely. So, I think Morikawa is very intriguing at 9400 bucks, And then JT, just because I think people will not play him because he's been playing so bad for JT standards lately. And this is a guy – like, you mentioned Justin Ray stats. He had one on JT – he has the most birdie or betters at this tournament over like the last five or six years. Uh, he has like 90-something birdies or better. But he also has the second most bogeys or worse on this course. So he's going to go get it. 
he's going to tilt your head off, but he's going to go for it. And I think that's intriguing, especially for a guy that's struggling. Just say, screw it. Let's go play golf. Use my talents. I could be intrigued by JT on that. But he, it, the ownership game will be fun there. It's, it, this 9K range is very, very loaded, though. So it depends on if you want to eat chalk here and be different later or if you want to be different now and eat some chalk cheaper. It's up to you. Cool uh, cool deal here is um, typically don't like first-timers around the players. And I don't know how much weight this holds, but uh, Morikawa and Hovland are both essentially first-timers since last year was canceled. But both of them did fire 68-4 under in the first round last year before it's canceled. So um, they obviously are, are comfortable here and can get around the track okay. And if there That's was like, point. if there was two guys, I would I would put the exception to the rule would be those two guys. You know, I mean, like that those are elite players, um, and you know, you don't get a whole heck of a lot of elite first timers here. So, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, Morikawa just showed up at the concession for the first time and dominated a golf course. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about things there. Um, but yeah, it's a good point Kevin made because I've heard it a lot that first timers do not, and it's true, they do usually do not do good here. That's just flat out truth, and they usually never win. I don't think they ever have one actually a first-timer. So keep that in mind. But, yeah, Morikawa-Hovlin, they did technically play here last year, but it won't count. So let's head into that 8K range. Now I got Scotty Scheffler at 89. Uh, Berger down to 88. Remember when he was so much more expensive a little while ago? Uh, Matsuyama, 87. Spieth, 86. Uh, Hatton, 85. Casey, 84. Sungjae, 83. Fitz, 82. Scott, 81. Day, 8,000. And before we go here, Jesse, I owe you an apology. Spieth's been very good. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but uh, who do you like in the 8K range, Jesse? I need to apologize to me, man. I just keep playing them. Um, first of all, I don't understand why Scotty Scheffler is $8,900. I mean, you know that. I don't. Just to me, that's that's an overpriced. Now, will that mean that most people will fade him? I don't know, but I mean, his finishes recently are good. He's a first timer here. Uh, I, I won't be playing him. Burger at 88. Um, do like him quite a bit. I, I think that price is really good on him. Obviously, that he he won the AT and T. Uh, roughly a month ago, um, and then played the work day, finished 30, 35th. Uh, his course history is okay around here. Um, Jordan Spieth, uh, again at 86, I, I will play him. His course history is very mixed. Uh, when I say mixed, like it's not great at all whatsoever. Miscut, 41st, miscut, 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 fourth. Uh, but I feel like Jordan um, is, is figuring some shit out. People, you know, want to say like he's a luck box and he's, you know, running all this shit in. Maybe he's just really good around the greens, like, that Maybe Saturday start was ridiculous. I mean, you know, I, I get it that the the hole in one a hundred percent luck, but I mean, all hole in ones are. Let's be honest. The the guy is a magician out of sand. I mean, he plays really well, um, you know. And then obviously too, he just his putter when he, when he gets the putter going, he's he's lights out. I'll play plenty of speed this week. Paul Casey playing really really well. Course history. I mean, it's it's kind of the theme in this range. These guys are really good players, but they're haven't really had a whole heck of a lot of success at the uh, at the Players' Championship. Miscut, 22nd, 23rd, withdraw, miscut, miscut, which is not great, obviously, but, I mean, he hasn't finished outside the top 12 since uh, November. So every start he's made this year, you know, he's he's finished inside the top 12, it's including a win in there. Sung Jay, I think he's fine, 8,300. Um, you know, I, I like him to at least make the cut. And then Adam Scott, 81, I, I really – you know, I I don't see him flying under the radar um, at, at all either. But, you know, of course, is really good. 12th, 11th, 6th, 12th in his last four years. And, you know, he's, he's made a bunch of cuts in a row. So, 12. I think Adam Scott is – is that how many? Yeah. Uh, as, as long as I can count. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could tell you exactly. I just didn't. And my sheet only reason. goes back 12 years. So I know what Kevin's like. <laughs> it's, you know, he's he missed the cut in 11. He's made 12 cuts in a row yeah. here. Yeah, no, he's made since 2012. Oh, wow. I was just saying like cuts in a row in general. He hasn't missed a cut since the Arnold Palmer uh, last, so a year ago. He hasn't okay. missed a cut. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He doesn't play a heck of a heck of a lot, but just in the in the year, he's not missed one basically in the in the last year. So he's either due for it, or uh, you know, he should he should play pretty well again this week, I would think. Kevin, before we get to you, uh, Rob has Rob Treha, our buddy from uh, FSD, has a question in the chat. Has he? Have you guys heard anything on Cantley after he withdrew? I haven't heard anything at all. So my guess is, um, he. I don't think he's played. It was either three weeks in a row or four weeks in a row. Um, in years and he had played I think it was three weeks in a row leading up to his WD from uh, from uh, concession I think it was more just uh yeah just just get rested up or whatever Um, yeah yeah. I mean because he's he's been he's dealt with injuries you know and and so that was he played back-to-back he played the AT&T then the Genesis surprised he didn't go there for the cash grab uh but for whatever reason he just decided to you know, take it off till the the players here. So I, I've, yeah. I've not seen any news at all whatsoever about any injury for him. Yeah, I would yeah. not be afraid to play him. No, Brooks is taking the players off too, just so he can get ready for the Masters. So it's all good. Um, Kevin, who do you like in the 8K range? Well, I think uh, I think if you're starting any cash game, you got to start with Adam Scott. Like we said, 12 straight made cuts here um, with uh, a lot of finishes in the top 15, top 10 for, for, uh, for that much. Um, Scotty Scheffler, I know Jesse's not a huge Scheffler guy. Um, he was also one of the first timers last year who fired 68 to start here. Um, I think in a GPP, he'll probably be fairly low owned, you know, being up there with Finau, Reed, Berger, Matsuyama, Spieth. I think he'll go overlooked. So probably a pretty good opportunity to uh, to be um, overweight on the field with Scheffler. Um, Sung JM uh, missed cut, but then came back in 2020 with a, a three under round before they got suspended. So I do like Sung here quite a bit. Um, not sure, not sure about Berger quite yet. Um, 65, 57, 67 finishes here. Um, it's a Florida course. You'd think he'd be much better than that, and, and maybe he'll figure it out. But um, if, if I'm in this range, I'm going to spend most of my my lineups with uh, with Scott Scheffler and um, and Sungjae. Yeah, I, I like Scheffler as well when it comes to GPP. I'm glad you specified that because he can be tilting as hell in a cash game lineup. But he's one of those guys that on a course like this where they're going to find the water. He can also run off like three birdies in a row, even so he can he can play that back and forth volatility game, make the cut and make a run. He can also blow up. That's why Jesse's tilted from him because I I was there with him that that tournament where he shot like eight over on Thursday, they shot like eight under on Friday and missed the cut by like two strokes. Still, that was like so much fun to watch. And but, this is one uh, of those courses where you can make birdies yeah. and stretches. There, there's some spots on the golf course where you can get three or four in a row. And he could do that. You know, like that's what that's what that's what's interesting about him. I agree, eighty nine hundred bucks is a bit surprising, but maybe that lowers the ownership as well. So I think in a GPP, very very enticing there. I'm torn, Jesse, on Spieth because I want to play him now, but we know how that goes. Like I've talked so much crap about this guy, and I haven't played him at all. And I even text you and laugh at you when you play him like in one and done. And now like I want to play him at eighty six hundred bucks, and it's probably not getting well. So. It's, I mean, it's it's time. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, his recent so. form is so good. Look at all those top tens. Oh, I know. That's why I want to play him. He's like he's just so locked in right now. And part of me thinks it's one. It's a tournament like last week. You know, you have a few hole, bad holes, but the cut line is not going to be like minus five like we had for a while. There's probably going to be plus three or four. So he can still sneak into the weekend and then make a, a speed type run. So 
I'm, I'm really, really tempted to throw some speed out there this week. The other guys I like, you mentioned Casey. I, I think Hatton's very intriguing uh, since he kind of stumbled a little bit on the week and still finished 21st. Uh, he's made back-to-back missed cuts here. So I think you might get a low on Hatton, who's overall playing really good golf uh, right now. And lastly, uh, Fitzpatrick. I'll be back on him again. 10th place last week, 11th week before, 6th week before that, 17th week before that. 8200 bucks. Just keep giving me Fitzpatrick. I know he's not the greatest here, 41st and 46th the last two years, but I'll take Fitz at 82. Uh, just slow, steady. Don't take him to win, but throw him in your lineup. Enjoy what he can do for you. Maybe he'll sneak into the top 10 yet again. By my count, we, we hit on everybody except for Decky and uh, Jason Day. Yeah, I won't have either one of them. No, not not, not happening. I'm not going to no, torture myself there. No Decky for you either, uh, Kevin? I don't know yet. I haven't decided on Hideki. Obviously, uh, fits the mold. It just seemed like a good golf course for him. Um, went crazy low last year to open, set the course record, although it doesn't count. Um, eighth, <laughs> eighth the year before that. Um, it, his recent form isn't spectacular, but this is one of those places where he might be able to turn it around a little bit. Two straight top twenties. If you're doing like a like a multi-entry twenty max or more, yeah, have a little bit. But if I'm doing three max or something, I don't. I won't be playing that game. I'm not going to stomach it. But uh, let's go to the next range here, 7,500 to 7,900. Kevin, who do you like in this range? So I, I do like Fleetwood, um, and, and he's uh, one of my one of my bets so far. I've, I've got four guys, and he was the fourth I settled on this morning. Um, can he win? Maybe. <laughs> we know he's not great on Sunday, but he can definitely uh, keep your lineups looking good up until – the back nine on Sunday, at least. Um, Usti and Rose, that's kind of uh, demonic on DraftKings, right? They price them right there together. Um, I mean, one of them, one of them, maybe Usti was fatigued. Um, Rosie may be injured. We don't really truly know. Um, when he was warming up on Sunday before his round, he was grabbing his back, uh, watching PGA Tour Live, so he may have been injured. I know he caught a bunch of flack for um, hitting a couple in the water and, and walking off. Um on Saturday. Um, but I, I can't see myself playing either one of those guys right now just just because. Um, so that person that does play him will, will be pretty lucky and get lower ownership for sure. Um, I do like Neiman a little bit here. First-timer, but he shot 73 to open last year, so he, he had a chance to see the course and tournament conditions. Um, form's good, um, as good as anyone right now, and, and do think I'll have some, some Joaquin. Um, Co-cracks game is pretty good right now. Uh, 46, 47 the last two years here. So maybe he's one of those guys that is learning the place a little bit better. Um, won't have any of uh, Jesse's boy, Zalatoris. Uh, he truly is a first-timer. Um, do like Homa. I'll, I'll be going back to Max. His, his form's good. Um, he did open with a 70 here last year for his first attempt, so two under to start. Um, and other than that, I probably won't have much. Maybe maybe dabble a little bit with uh, with Sergio, but – I um, have to get pretty uh, pretty bold to do that. Sergio has made all 16 cuts he's ever played here. I saw that stat, and I saw he has made the most money as over any other golfer in this tournament. Yeah, at this place, so it's impressive. It, it is considering how like who's played in this tournament and everything. It's pretty damn impressive. Um, this is the part of the tournament where it gets interesting because I think I saw the year Rory won like in the optimal lineups. I think. Um, Seven or eight of the top 10 DK scores are from like mid 7Ks and below, like three or four in the 6K range. So now it gets to the point where ownership, I think, becomes more fun. Like you should really focus on the volatility now. So, Jesse, what do you like in the 75 to $7,900 range? 
Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, starting at the top there with, I, I, I think Fleetwood's fine. Uh, I do think he'll be more popular than I really want. I'd, I'd, I'd rather go to, to Cam Smith. The one thing about Cam Smith is course history, not great. He did play here in 20 what, shot, whatever 56 miscut miscut in his, in his three starts that actually finished, but come up the 11th place finish at the workday championship, tough conditions played really well, except for on Saturday. Uh, and then fourth at the Genesis, um, that I got a funny story. So about last week, uh, one thing I probably should have, you know, when we were recapping it, I played Louis Ustazen on my main team, right? He WDs at, right out the gate. So I'm dead in the water. Like right out the, I mean, it was, I, I didn't even pay attention hardly Thursday and Friday. I made a team for the weekend, put Justin Rose on. It. I, knew, I was guessing that's what you're going to say. <laughs> and I was on the course and somebody texted me. He was like, Rose just made nine and said, Fuck it, I'm 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 walking off and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> one thing, I mean shit, man. I mean so if, who, when it rains playing, it pours. This week? So if, 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 if I was if I was choosing between the two of those, I would play Louie. I think Louie, you know we, we know how Louie is. Like he yeah. just does that type of shit. It's not the first time, it won't be the last time. You get burned. That's why it's sketched to play him a lot, but he was playing pretty well. Sixth yeah. at the workday, 11th Phoenix Open. Um, course history is fine. Neiman at 77, like him quite a bit. Kokrak as well. Zalatoris, I will play at 76. I don't care. Sergio, obviously a lot of made cuts there. I think Abraham answers underpriced at 75. Yep. So 12th place finish here in 2019. Um, he was going to play again last year. Come off the 18th place finish at the workday championship. He's just getting kind of uh, – I don't. Know, I just want to say disrespected by the by the price makers at DraftKings. Um, I like him quite a bit at this price, especially at seventy five there. Uh, so I'll play answer a lot. Yeah, I, I like answer a ton this week as well. He's a guy I played a lot on this show for people that listen. Like I'm a big big game answer fan at seventy five. I have no problem. He's one of the better iron players on tour. So talk about approach game. He checks that box. I love Homa this week, and I like Neiman as well. So I think they're going to be both. Lee's Homa for sure, lower on. Neiman might get a little pub, but you get some nice ownership pivots there. Same with Coke Rack at 77. They, the, that little crew right there, you can get some nice low ownership, I think, in that and make some, I think, make some hay with it. So I, think, it's I think it'll be pretty well spread out in this whole range. Cause there's a, That'd there's be a awesome lot of, if it does. I, I don't see anybody being like super chalk here. I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, about that, but you know, Fleetwood at this point is getting the most buzz out of all these yeah. guys. So I'd look for him to be the highest owned, but will he be above 20? I, I doubt it. Yeah, I think he will be the highest on because there's one uh, commentator with the four-letter last name, starts the name, ends with an O, that is talking all about him like crazy. So we know how that story goes. Is, it, is his last name also a condiment? Yes, yes. Goes on sandwiches and some put it on hot dogs for some reason. <laughs> um, but I think I think another one you mentioned, Jesse, is Camp Smith. Like He's super volatile, GPP only, but I like quite a bit. What do you guys like? Uh, I'll start with you, Kevin, in the seven k to seventy four hundred dollar range. Yeah, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll probably be a little bit popular after a great weekend. But Corey Connors definitely. Um, I, I don't have it in my notes, but I think he played fairly well there. Um, maybe at least one round or so. I, I think it's a good course for him. He's ninth in my model. Um, obviously, good tee to green, um, and he actually is fifth in my model in par five scoring because he keeps it in play. He can get up around the greens in, in regulation and, and have a chance at birdies and eagles. Uh, I'll, I'll be uh, pretty big on Cooch this week. Forms just, eh, but, uh, history, history around, um, um, sawgrass is phenomenal as it is at, um, correlation courses at Harbortown. So I'll have a fair amount of Cooch. 
Um, and then I'll pound the uh, Brendan Todd, Christian Bezidenhout, and um, Chris Kirk area. Uh, Bezidenhout, um, great weekend at Arnold Palmer. Uh, opened last year with a 7 under 65 here at Sawgrass before it got canceled. But um, I'll, I'll have a fair amount of uh, Bezidenhout this week. I like that. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, Corey Connors, he was striping it, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if he's like one of those, you know, literally one of those guys, if he ever gets the putter going, he could run away with something. Uh, Lonto at 73, Sam Burns at 73. I think Sam Burns is interesting. Obviously, he was going to play last year, got canceled, uh, coming off the miscut at the API where he burned a shit ton of people. So the ownership should be lower, I would imagine, this week. Um, and, you know, I, I like him better this week than I than I did last week. Tringale just playing really solid golf, seventy two hundred bucks, thirty fifth, sixteenth, fifty sixth in his last three appearances here, which he he hasn't played here since two thousand seventeen, uh, but he has made three straight cuts and he's made a a bunch of a bunch of cuts in a row on tour, so he's just kind of plodding along. Siwoo's interesting at seventy two, obviously the uh, past champion here in two thousand seventeen. He's not missed a cut that I have in four appearances, fifty six, sixty third. First twenty third, uh, and his last three starts are WD miscut, miscut. Yeah, who's going to play him? He's Nobody. made one cut since his win. Yeah, yep. I mean he's for whatever reason he's he won, beat the shit out of everybody at the American Express, <laughs> and has mailed it in. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously he started. You know what the correlation is, right? What's that? Pete Dye course, American right. Express. Right, 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 right. right. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's, he's, he is. I think the Pete Dye specialist at this point, um, you know, started last week with an 80 and then, and then went to the house. Uh, don't really blame him there, especially, uh, you know, there's no way he's making the, the cut. So might as well just go to the house. Um, but anyways, Siwoo, super GPP play, obviously not putting him any kind of cash game. Poulter at 7,100, uh, played well enough last week, obviously made the cut and up finishing 22nd or 26th. Sorry. Um, and, and had a, a decent weekend, you know, 75 right on the average there on, on, uh, on Sunday. So course history is pretty good. 56th, 11th, second in his last three starts. Uh, and then Chris Kirk at 7,000. Um, you know, I, I know, uh, Kevin was on him last week, finished eighth, 16th week before that at the, uh, at the AT&T and then three straight made cuts at the player's championship. So I, th- I think Chris Kirk at 7,000 is a very good price there. You guys hit on Connors. I think Lanto Griffin doesn't have an official tournament here, but 21st, 22nd, 26th, 7th, his last four trips on tour. I think he continues to get it done. Uh, Kevin Nas always intriguing, can be tilting as all get up, but he has a handful of uh, like top seven finishes here, plus some withdrawals and miscuts. So take your choice there. But on a course where you don't have to keep up with the bombing, Nas is always intriguing in tournaments. Uh, Kisner's another guy that loves Pete Dye courses. Uh, 22nd miscut, 56th miscut, second here. But coming off a nice um, 36 and a 41st his last two weeks, he's 7200 bucks. Kind of a slow and steady guy. I don't mind. Um, Tringali's been playing well. I love Bezen Hoots. I'm, I'm with you there, Kev. Uh, you, you mentioned his opening round here last year, coming in in really good form. So I'm a fan of him. Poulter in cash games, just keep playing him. He's slow and steady. He's like a the old man Fitzpatrick right now to me. So go ahead and get yourself some Poults. Um, Benny on in tournaments uh, is intriguing. Back-to-back made cuts here, 26th and 30th. He's made five straight cuts on tour, so he's he, he can run into one. And then uh, Brendan Grace and Alexander Nor in a good course history if you want to get weird in a GPP at 7K, but uh, probably not going to go there if I don't have to. 6K range, since it's a Masters or a Majors type pricing, there's a lot of great options down here. Jesse, who are you looking at in the 6K range? Yeah, there's uh, plenty to play. I'll start with uh, top there, Brian Harmon, 6900 bucks. 
course history is, uh, is, is decent enough. Eighth miscut 53rd in his last three appearances. And, uh, just been making steadily making cuts on tour. Nothing crazy. Eighth place finish the American express. Otherwise he's, you know, in the thirties or whatever, but again, he's 6,900 bucks. Neesmith at uh, 67. He was chalk last week, missed the cut. I would go back to him. Uh, Grio at 67, I think is playable there. Uh, and that's what I got for the 6K range. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, not a ton really. It's probably um, with nearly 100 guys missing the cut this week, you got to be really careful if you go down in this range to make sure you pick guys that have a great chance of making it, um, which leads me straight into Keegan Bradley. <laughs> you talked last, week. Uh, last week. Man, no. his tee to green game is so good. Um, and he's had some success around this place. Um, I do like Victor Perez's game coming in. He played okay last week, and uh, and Arm Palmer made the cut. Um, one guy that I, I um, looked at earlier, Andrew Putnam, mm-hmm. um, had another good week at API, finished fourth at API, fifth at Puerto Rico, and seventh at Waste Management. Um, and has made six straight cuts since Amex. Um, so you want to talk about good form and a guy that you can get down here in the 6K range that may go extremely overlooked. There's your guy. And maybe a little bit of Duffner. Right? We talked about some of this in the slack, but take a look at his uh, his numbers and, and see if it makes sense to plug in a lineup. Yeah, we have, we have some similar guys here. I had Keegan written down as a, a talking point. Uh, Harmon, uh, Grio, I like at 6700 bucks. If he can get out with the putter, like we say every week, that could be intriguing. I think Bern Weisberger at 68 is another guy you can take a peek at. Even, uh, 12th and a 49th his last two times here. He's coming in in really good form. Um, you you meant, or What about your boy Bobby Mack that you had last week, Jesse? No? Okay. He's not on my radar. I didn't play him last week. I, I know I mentioned him. Did he play yeah. well? Yeah, he finished like 36 yeah, or something. He, he made, made the, the cut. cut. That's, that's better than Louis Ustazen. Yeah, exactly. Even. Even on Sunday, he's a lefty too, so you get brownie points for that. Um, but if you want, to, if you need to go cheaper, just if you want to go stars and scrubs, you can go. I had Putnam down here at sixty three. Richie Werwinski is a guy I like to play quite a bit. He's made two, both cuts here in his two tournaments here. Finished fourth last week. He's made uh, five straight cuts on tour, so he's interesting at sixty four. And then the only other two guys I had written down here is you can go Dougie Gim at sixty two. First time here though, I think he'll be popular after his weekend performance at API and a guy that I've played a lot this season. It's first time here as well. The Bohog has made uh, five of six cuts, nothing worse than a 36th. So when he makes it to the weekend at his price point, that pays off pretty well. So if you want to go stars and scrubs, you can get weird because like I said earlier, um, it's like two or three guys in the six K range are usually like top 10 or 15 in DK scoring at this event. So there are going to be guys that show up here and like Johnny Vegas finished third a couple of years ago. So let's let that sink in. It is very possible. All right, let's recap things real quick. Top 10K and above play, Jesse. DJ. Kevin. Yeah, I'm going to go Rory. Yeah, I like Rory as well. I'm going to go with Rory as well. Uh, 9K, Jesse, who you got? Webb. Kevin. Yeah, I like Webb too, but to be different, I'll go Fina. I'm going to go Morikawa. Um, 8K range, Jesse. Spieth. Kevin. Mm, interesting. I'm going to go Scheffler. I like the. I'm going to go Fitzpatrick, 82. At 8K range is loaded. Uh, 75 to $7,900, Jesse. Man. Um, I'm going to say Neiman. Kevin? I'm going to go Homa. Yeah, you guys are picking them up. I'll go answer then to be different. But I like that. I like all those right there to make some 
interesting line of decisions. Seven K to seventy four hundred bucks, Jesse. Uh Lonto and Sam Burns. Kevin. Besiden out. I like that too. Um I'll go Besiden out as well. I had him and Lonto written down, so that'd be the two. Uh six K range. Who's your top guy, Jesse? I'll say Harmon. I like your Richie Wierenski call though. He played he was solid last week. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Uh Putnam. I like the Putnam play a lot. I had him circled. I don't circle a lot here. I had him circled. Uh to be different to throw a third one out there. Let's go with Weisberger. No one will own him. So go get some burned Weisberger. If you're building a cash game lineup, starting out with three golfers. Kevin, who are you starting out with? Cash, I'm going Webb, Scott, and Cooch. What about you, Jesse? Uh, definitely Scott. Sergio, I think, is is very cash viable as well. And I, I would put uh, Paul Casey, even though his, his, his course history is not the greatest. Yeah, I'd go Casey, Fitz, and Fleetwood. So between us all, we could probably put a cash lineup together because none of those guys are expensive. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see if we throw that in a lineup and see how that turns out. Um, if you're starting out a GPP with three guys, Kevin, who are you starting out with? I'm going crazy here. I'm going uh, Bezidenhout, Putnam, and Scheffler. Oh, that is that is GPP. Um, what about you, Jesse? I like stacking, like I said earlier, Cantlay and Finau together and then um, you know answer. That's funny. I have Morikawa Finau answer written down. So we're very close there as well. All right, uh, Kevin, who you got winning this thing? You said you already have a few bets down. Yeah, I think um, I think Finau is going to break through and be the player's champ. That'd be uh, awesome. Remember, remember when um, Ricky caught a lot of a crud for being the most overranked player in the world um, and went out and won the players. I think, I think Finau could kind of have the same vibe this week, you know, one of the best players in the world just doesn't have that key win, and this would be it. That'd be wild. Uh, what about you, Jesse? I can dig it. I'd be all right with Tony Finau winning twenty-five awesome. to one there on uh, on Bovada. Um, you know, other than that, you know, I think Paul Casey at maybe at thirty-three potentially, something a little bit longer. Kokrak at eighty. Mm-hmm. I think this will be fun because, like we said, a lot of the lower price guys will you know, make your lineups, but it seems the cream usually still rises to the top for the most part with the winner. Not always, but pretty high. How funny would Usti at 80-1 to 1 be after last week? <laughs> it, it, wouldn't it wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be that funny. Hey, he, got me. Be he got me in junkies. I remember waking up to a message from Kevin about that, so don't you worry about it. Yeah. Um, I just think that would be just total Usti one-on-one for us. I mean, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. No. Posting on junkies has been fun this year. Yeah, it's been a good time in there. Um. I think uh, I think I'll I hate eighteen to one, but I like Morikawa a lot this week. I know he just won a few weeks ago, but I like him quite a bit. If not, Sungjae at forty is a pretty good number. I think. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. That's a good number because no one would be shocked with his game if he comes Sundays in the mix. So that'd be intriguing as well. All right, final thoughts, gentlemen. Majors type event, Kevin. Well, it'd be remiss not to uh, congratulate Phil on 20 years in the top 100 in the world. Came yeah. to an end, uh, I guess, as of last night. Um, that's one of those streaks that will never be beat. Um, pretty, uh, pretty impressive being the top 100 in the world for over 20 for 20 years. Um, as far as the tournament goes, it's one. It's it's a lot like Genesis, where you won't see anyone run away with it. Even if someone gets a three, four, five shot lead Friday or Saturday, there's a good chance that either guys can catch them or with all the um, penalty areas on the golf course um, they can come back to the crowd so it's a, it's always a fun tournament to watch it gets pretty crowded at the top speaking of your phil thing i think i saw cooch is out of the top 50 for the first time in like 10 years so 
wild times. Uh, Jesse, final thoughts on the tournament? Yeah, I mean, I, one thing I always remember about the uh, the player championship is it's uh, especially with the top sixty five and ties, it's going to be uh, I'd say a low cut six to six percentage. Um, so, in my opinion, it's a good week week to fade the chalk. So, whatever that ends up being, uh, I'm going to try to steer away from that as much as possible. Yeah, I know I say it a lot, but I'll, I will check out FanShare, and I did it the other night. That's what pissed me off so much. I was not on Usti until the night before when I played. The, I looked at ownership. And I'm like, because the way he plays, we, we, we just talked. We just talked about it. You know, when he shows up, he's a pretty good golf. Like he's going to finish well for you. But like, okay, no one's owning him because that's why. But um, I, I, I think I went from Kokrak to Usti, and something like it. it was lots of fun. Very, very happy about that. Very happy about how that turned out. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do the same thing because that's how you end up winning in this thing eventually because you just keep fading the chalk, and it, it does work. It's a, it's an interesting deal, but I love tournaments like this. I think I will go back to my uh, Cascade this week with this kind of loaded field sprinkling around. It could be a lot of fun. So join us in the Slack chat. It's free. Just let us know. We'll get you in there. Uh, but as always, gentlemen, thanks for uh, doing it again. We'll be back next week. Sounds good. Yeah, right, good this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast for the 2021 The Players. Catch you all later.